what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Brothers in Tech is a weekly podcast focused on personal and home technology, helping provide you, our fellow brothers and sisters in tech, with some information, assistance, and recommendations. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Brothers in Tech here on the Mesh.TV podcast network. My name is Alan Jackson. Off to my right, if you're watching on video, is my brother, Brian Jackson, my brother in tech, my actual brother. And uh, I have to always put that disclaimer because Brian, I have yeah. gotten asked one time. It's like, well, we're brothers in tech, but I mean, that doesn't mean we're actual brothers. I'm like, no, it actually does. We are flesh and blood brothers. Did you did you get well. more of those questions after we went video? Like they saw and they were like, there's no way yes. that you are both there's related. No way. Yeah, yeah. No, I got that a yeah. lot. I mean, I get that quite a bit, you know, that what happened to him and, you know, what's the, where, where's the, where's the relationship? But no, we are true brothers, real brothers, but quite honestly, we're probably more importantly brothers in tech. Is that right? That's true. That's true. We are. So, so Brian, I, I, I'm actually going behind the scenes here. I just realized something that you did not tell me is that I was not using my good mic. Well, I kind of oh, wanted man. I kind of wanted you to sound a little worse than I did, um, so I was well, pretty happy about it when I heard the echo sound that you were giving. So, so how is this? Is that? Oh my god! Whoa! Oh! Oh my gosh! It's like velvet. It's like velvet yeah. coming across. See, this is the way I really sound. Okay? Wow! The way wow. you're just listening to me—that is not my natural voice. This is my natural sound right here. This is a much much yeah. cleaner natural sound. I can't believe you let me start the show without having my actual mic on. Yeah, I was actually pretty excited. Well, for anybody for anybody who happened to have caught last week's episode, right. you'll know that I'm I'm actually I'm actually used to dealing with really poor audio on the other side. Yeah. So. I was wow. not going to comment on that because yeah. I wasn't here for the show last week. Um, oh, my gosh. And, and no no fault to anybody. It's it's technology. It happens that way. But, uh, yeah. Wow. That was, uh, I mean, that that really spiraled downward quickly. <laughs> that really got out of control. And and honestly, without you there, uh, I will say there's there very few times that I'm going to give you props. But not having you there, I thought, I don't know what to do right now. I don't know if I should cut this off and say, you know, we're done. Or if I should <laughs> just go with it and say, don't talk, uh, just, send me just, texts and I'll repeat what you're supposed to. I don't know. I don't know. Just some I was, background for anybody who wasn't here last week. So yeah. Brian, in his infinite wisdom, um, <laughs> decided to do the show by himself without me because I was not available. Uh, I had a film festival I was running last week. I was kind of in, out of pocket. Brian contacted me and said, hey, well, you know what? I'll just run it myself. I'm like, oh, okay. We'll, we'll see how this goes. And um, it, uh, you, you brought on a guest, which, I mean, he's great. We've had him on before. Yep. Awesome guest. Bill, but yeah. There were a lot of audio challenges between the two of you. Um, that audio podcast, I do not think we'll make uh, – we'll ever see the light of day. Yeah, I, I honestly don't mind you – yeah, burning that. Burning can you digitally? Can you digitally burn something? I don't know if I that's possible, but yeah, destroy it. Yeah. Let's try. Let's try and burn it. So um, we will have we will have him Bill back on again. I promise. Yes, and we will. Yes, because he he's great. I loved him when he was on the one time with us. Um, just unfortunately, the 
the audio gods were not smiling on you that day. Yeah, so. man, it was, yeah, it was, it was brutal, you know? And of course we, you know, we attempted to get together early, had some issues trying to get together early. And then when it came close to time, we had to go live. It was like, okay, this isn't working yet. Why don't you jump off and try to jump back on? And so anyway, let's just say it escalated quickly and it just got out of control. <laughs> and at that point I was, uh, I was for once in my life, Alan, I was really wishing you were there. So uh, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. I really so was. Sweet. Yep. Yep. Nice. Yep. You're you and your velvety voice. So yeah. I feel I feel very welcome. I will tell you too. <laughs> so here's the thing. I uh, I promise, guys. Here in a little bit, we're going to talk technology. Just yeah, yeah. Brian and I. This is the only time we talk every week, so we kind of have to get all this out of the way. Um, I've never thought of my voice as anything at all, radio or podcast worthy. Okay. Um, I think it's pretty bad. I don't like listening to myself. I don't think hmm. I have a good radio podcast voice. Um, and period. Is that's all? That's all. You, is that that's it? <laughs> and that's, that's all for that statement. Okay. End of discussion. <laughs> that's yeah. it. Um, but I was at a my the film festival we ran last week, and there was a filmmaker there that was showing one of his documentaries, which was really really good, and uh, he had narrated it himself. And you know, I thought the narration was really good. He was a very good narrator. And I was talking with him afterwards over uh, some drinks after the festival. And he said, well, you know what? You've got a really good voice for narration. You should try that. I'm like, really? Mm. This is the first time anybody has ever said my voice could actually do something worthwhile wow. quality of my voice. So I'm kind of – I wrote a little bit of a high for a couple of days there. It's already – as soon as I heard myself again in the editing bay – on yeah, Monday, gone. I'm like, no, no, it's gone. It was I'm, gone. I'm done. No, I'm not going. Well, let me let me just clarify that that um, story you just provided because there was yes. a really important piece of that, which was you guys went out for drinks. There was alcohol involved. Okay, yes. okay, yeah. So that might have yeah. skewed. He might that have thought he was talking skewed. to somebody else. Yeah. Um, in hmm. his in his inebriated ear, he could have heard really really good sound, and in the in the light of day. After uh, sobering up, he hears my voice and is like, oh, my God, yeah. what did I just tell this person? Yeah. So. I mean, so they call that beer goggles for eyes. Is that what, like beer headphones? Does he have beer headphones on right know. then? Yeah. It really was shocking to hear that. So I don't I don't I don't believe that at all. Just no. for the record. I, I well, let me just let me just tell you, if you if you would when you meet people, if you would talk through a microphone, talk through the wrong microphone mm-hmm. and then switch to the good one. Yeah. It sounds really, really good in comparison. Change, right? Yeah, because so you sound, I, I mean, constantly. yeah, you, you had some shrill there at the beginning. And then when you switch, you know, comparatively, you yeah. sound really nice right now. So, so what I should do then is with me have like a little speaker, a little portable little amp- speaker. Amplifier. Mm-hmm. Yep. So when I first meet people, I play it like a really bad microphone. Really scratchy. Mm-hmm. And then once I can tell that they're starting to kind of lose interest in talking to me. <laughs> yep. Shriek. I yes. switch. And I get the nice microphone voice, uh, and, then I'm, and then I'm golden, and then I'm, yep. I'm with the people. Yep. I think every podcast used to start out, you know, with the bad voice for about ten seconds, and they go, "Oh, I'm sorry, oh, wrong mic." And then everybody's about, "Oh, thank God, my mic turned on." Oh, thank God. Oh, thank you. Okay. Good. I can do that. That's yeah. Good. That's good. No, you've got a good voice. You're 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 good at this. So yeah. so so Brian, we've kind of 
I look at the clock. We've already been talking for eight minutes. We haven't even talked <laughs> yes. technology yet. This is what we do. So, this is Brothers in Tech. I'm Alan Jackson. Brian Jackson's my brother. We talk technology every time we get together. Home, family, personal technology is kind of our passion. We love talking technology and love exploring new technology. And what we try to do in the show is introduce or talk about uh, maybe a little education on some technology terms or practices in your own home. But today's episode, we are going to kind of do one that, you know, I know, Brian, you you guys did a Brothers in Tech Suggestions episode last week. <laughs> but No, no, let's say we didn't. Let's just say we didn't. Let's okay. say you did. Yep. I wasn't there, so yeah. I feel like I still have some suggestions to make. And I think, Brian, you actually have a couple more as well. Yeah, so, quite honestly, that's part of what went south, is I'm not really confident with what I gave last week. Now, I will say Bill gave a great one, and maybe I'll yeah, mention that uh, when we get I think uh, toward the end. But uh, but yeah, I'm I'm happy to bring some new bring some new heat this uh, this week, and let's see if well, we let's can do make that. Then this is our brothers and tech suggestions episode. This is where Brian and I both bring a, at least a couple of suggestions of technology uses that we have been um, using or maybe we we're aware of and we want to recommend to others. It can be an app. It can be a gadget. It can be a tool. It can be a website. It can be whatever it may be just in that technology realm. We want to help recommend a few things to you. Now, um, Brian, I think we both have two to share. Is that right? We do. Yep. We uh, both got two. Yeah. And uh, did we decide, did we do a coin flip beforehand to see who we could be going first? Or was that? I, I did. You didn't get to see the coin, but you're going first. I'm going so. first. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I flipped it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. let me go ahead and roll right into mine. Now, if you recall, Brian, last time we did a Brothers and Tech Suggestions episode, I kind of rocked it. I kind of rocked it. <laughs> you remember this. I brought up like about four websites that were all really cool websites, really interesting. We talked about them for a good while. They were a lot of fun. They didn't really have as much practical purpose, but they were still very entertaining and fun. I remember. I remember. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to dial back a little bit this month. Okay. This, this and be not nearly as fun, not as fun. These are ones that uh, I will admit these are services or things I'm going to be recommending today. I do use for work purposes, but I'm going to give them as a recommendation because I do think there are some really great home or personal uses for this. And I'll explain as I get into each one. They're both going to be website services. There are free versions and there are paid versions of both things I'm going to talk about today. Okay. These are things I use practically every week uh, on, on my work. But I also know there's a lot of people I think that could use them in a personal basis, and that's what we're going to really hone in on today. So let me go ahead and talk about the first one. First thing I want to talk about. So QR codes, Brian, you are familiar with QR codes. This idea, I you know, the do know those. the little box, uh, the little black and white kind of checkered pattern that you may see on things, and the idea is that. That QR code, you can point your phone or, or your camera in general to that code, and it will then allow you to be directed somewhere on the internet automatically. So think about it in terms of instead of going and typing in a web address you see on a poster somewhere, the idea is like, you know what, if I don't want to remember that website or it's a big, uh, maybe a little more complex website address, the QR code, I can snap that instead, and it will take me to that website. All I had to do was use my camera and snap a photo of that or, or point it and click on that, that code that was printed. So 
they were really hot a few years ago. People were all about QR codes. And then I saw it kind of fizzle out because I think a lot of people, what was happening at that time, Brian, is that your phone, if I remember correctly, on the iPhone especially, it did not automatically, like the camera didn't automatically recognize QR codes back in the past. Right. It's just been in the last several versions, maybe the last two or three years that it does. Yep. It used to be that you had to go and open up a special app that was meant for reading QR codes, use that app to take your photo. And that just ten- tended to be a little more problematic for people. So then when it got to be where, no, you can just open up your native camera on your smartphone and point at this thing and it will pop up a little button to say, hey, go visit this website and you click it and it takes you to the website it wants to take you to. Once that happened, I've noticed QR codes starting to get a little bit more in circulation again. Um, I personally have to generate probably two or three QR codes every week for different things we do business-wise. But I know right now my wife is managing a class reunion for her high school, and they're using QR codes as, as something that they're kind of pushing out to people to get them to sign up for things and register for things. Uh, people use QR codes for if they want to sell something and they're putting up little flyers places. Hey, you want to interest in this? Click this code and it can send you to our eBay listing or our wherever you're trying to sell it. There's a lot of different ways to do it. But a lot of people don't quite understand exactly how QR codes are created and how you can work with them. So this is a website that I use. There are many others that do this, but this is one I'm really kind of fond of. It's uqr.me is the name of the website address. Okay. And I'll actually put a caption up there so we can actually see this. But uh, the website is you know www.uqr.me. So uqr.me. U as you as in the letter. That's right. The letter. Okay. UQR.me. Okay. And this is a service that allows you to create an account and it allows you to generate QR codes for any purpose you may have. So I'm going to go ahead and log into my account because I'll just show you that we have created quite a few codes. These are all different QR codes that are in my account that I have created. Okay. Each of them has a purpose. Either I have a client or a project that needs a QR code I generated in this system, and then I send or I print or I use for design the actual QR code that it generates. But I can program where that QR code is going to go when somebody snaps that photo. So if I were to go in here now and say I want to create a QR code, it's going to ask me, what do I want to do with that QR code? Do I want it to go to a website? Do I want it to go to a Google map location? Do I want it to go to a Google review page? Do I want it to download a file? Do I want it to um, go to a social link page? Just all these options of where it can send you to when somebody clicks that QR code. So I can go in here very easily and say, I want to create a, I want it to go to a website. And then right there is where I'm going to put in the actual link of that website. I want it to go to, it can go to any web page buried within a website or it can go to an actual homepage of a website. It can go to an eBay listing. It can go to a uh, Facebook page, whatever, anything you want it to go to, it can go to a web page as long as you've got the address for that page. Okay. So once I put in that page and that link, I just say I can either save it or I can go ahead and save it and download it. And if I say download, mm-hmm. it actually downloads a QR code that is generated for me. That is just like an image. image. Yeah. It's an image. I can drop it into a 
uh, page layout document. I can put it up on a website. I can print it out, whatever I want to do with it. But anywhere I put that QR code now, it's going to go to whatever web address I set up in this system for it to go to. Nice. Super easy. So I mean, Mm -hmm. really within two minutes, I create a QR code, send it off. We have a, a, we do some marketing for a, a group in town and we have like six different ways that, um, we're pushing out QR codes, like on a poster, on a table tent card, on a flyer. We create a different QR code for every single one of those places because what this system also does is allow you to see how many people clicked on it using that code. So if I want to see, hey, how many people clicked on the poster that we have up in restaurants or downtown, I can see how many people clicked on that poster QR code I generated. Or if the table tent cards, I want to see numbers for that, so forth. So you can actually get some metrics. I can actually go back up here, back to my projects, and I can see for any of the ones I've created. Let me get back there. Uh, list of QR codes. Here we go. For any of these codes, I can go and actually like look at a number, um, uh, some metrics, and see, hey, you know, have there been any clicks on it? <laughs> That's great. Over yeah. a time period. Now, this one we haven't really put into circulation, which is why nobody's clicked on it yet. But it would show me numbers and say, hey, you've had 12 clicks on this QR code or 28 people clicked on it and went to the website. Super easy to set up. And here's the nice thing about this kind of service that I think is really important. You can go in and change the link of where it goes at any time. Yeah, that's slick. Let's say you make a change and you actually now want this one code that's already out in circulation. You've already got printed on flyers. Mm-hmm. posters, invitations, whatever. But now you want it to go to a different page. You just simply go into the actual code on your projects and I can say, you know what? I want to edit it and I want it to go now instead to this website. And I just hit save. That is now where that code goes. So I don't have to reprint the code anywhere. I just know that that code that I've already put out there out in the world is now going to point to a different web address if I wanted to. That to me is the biggest thing because we do have situations where we make a change. We want that code to go to a different page or make some, or go somewhere else. Well, we can change that very easily and not have to worry about going out and redistributing the code somewhere else. So, yeah. Now, um, this is a paid plan. You know, you do have uh, a paid options on this. Um, $4.95 a month is the cost if you want to manage. Uh, a couple of different QR codes, and it gives you as many as 10,000 scans of that code per month, meaning you could have that code out there, and 10,000 people could could scan it and click it and go to it within a month, and you're still within that $5 a month using that plan. Now, if you're really going to be doing a lot with QR codes, let's say you do a lot of events, you have a lot of get-togethers, you want to use that, you're selling a lot of things, you need QR codes to put everywhere – you may be looking a little bit more at that standard plan, which is $15 a month, but that gives you up to 100 dynamic codes. By dynamic, meaning you can go back and change where that code's going to send people at any time you want to. And it gives you 100,000 scans per month of those codes. Um, beyond that, you're probably in a much bigger business corporate setting where you need more codes. So you're probably looking at the, one of those first two levels, depending on your needs, but Again, I've seen enough people using QR codes on a very personal basis that I think there's some value there. And 
let's say you're, uh, you're, you are doing a reunion like my wife is planning and you have a website for it, but the website address is super long or really complicated or hard to remember. QR codes may be the simple way of having something visual to put on a poster or an invitation or whatever and just let people snap it and go to the website from there. So for that, it may be worth it just to have it for a few months uh, to uh, pay for the plan and use it, and manage a couple QR codes that way. Nice. I will say if you stop you know, paying per month, if you cancel your, your plan, as you would kind of expect, any of the codes you have floating out there anywhere out in the world, um, they won't go anywhere once somebody clicks it if you're not paying for that, that price. So keep in mind, if this is a long-term project where you need to have a, a QR code that's going to work year-round for any reason, you are looking at at least $5 a month for an entire year. And they do have an annual plan versus monthly. But um, anyway, there are other companies that do the, the management of QR codes. I, I personally have been using uqr.me for quite a while, and it's really super simple and easy to manage. And um, so anyway, that's QR codes. That's uh, something I think some people have some interest in doing and knowing how to generate. So Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's pretty sweet. I mean, I... You know, usually when I when I do need to create a QR code, it's just I usually will do a quick search QR creator, and most of those when you pull them up, it'll say you must have an account, and then that gets me nervous, and I have to search for the next one. So this is kind of nice if you are someone that does a lot of them, and I love the tracking uh, the tracking bit. Yeah, Al- Alan, can I can I just ask? You said that you can also put to where it uh, links to a file download. Mm-hmm. And so that would be something that you would post a file on Dropbox or something like that, and then can put a link no, for that. You actually just upload the file directly to their server. Okay. Um, now that's if it's a ten if it's a ten megabyte file maximum. Now, okay, you can. Yeah, using this service, if you want to have it download a file automatically, you can put small files up there. If you want to download an image, if you want to download a certain PDF document, whatever. Yeah, you wanted to do a yeah, you wanted to. Download an Excel sheet for something that you're displaying or a, a file. But I was just wondering, people, uh, you know, our phones should have some uh, the ability to 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 determine whether or not a a uh, some sort of junk file or some sort of uh, virus file is being downloaded, right? I mean, well, you know, normally that, what happens with that is when, like on a phone or something, if you click it or, or first time you're trying to download something from a site, it's going to say, do you want to allow downloads from this location? Yeah. So there's a yeah. little bit of protection. Look, I'm not crazy about the idea of having people click a QR code and it automatically downloads a file unless they're specifically knowing that that's what it's going to do. Right. You know, if you say, look, hey, if you want to download this legal document that we all need to review, here's the QR code to, to do it, then that's fine. People know when they click it, it's going to download a file. Yeah. I don't think doing it blindly for people who just see it on a movie, on a poster somewhere on a, on a, on a window, click the code, it should not download a file. That's, that's yep. not good practice in general. Yep. Yep. This is a very kind of specific, we have a, a specific audience. We want to get this file out to people. They all know it's coming. They all need to see it, but this is an easy way to share that file. With yeah. Them, so. so you've got a conference you're running and the, only the conference attendees know they can scan That's to right. get a downloaded version of the 
you know, present your package, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yep. That's it. That's kind cool. of the idea behind that. So now if you've got a larger file than 10 megabytes and you still want to have people, the capability, you can put in a direct link to a Dropbox file, like the actual full link to go to that file. And that's another way you can get a much larger document out to people. It doesn't automatically download it for them, but it takes them to like a Dropbox page where they can see the document and then decide if they want to download it or not. So, so there's a lot of ways to play with it, but, um, some good capabilities. And again, it's not for everybody, but I think people who are trying to get information out to a large group on a personal or work level, um, QR codes are, they've come around. I used to hate them. I used to yeah. absolutely hate Kate QR codes because I had to pull up a different app on my phone just to snap them. I'm like, this is so ridiculous. I'm just going to go to the website, type it in manually. But now that the cameras are so natively picking up on the codes and it does kind of automatically send you to the right place, I think there's a lot of good applications for it. So um, that is QR, uqr.me. Kind of a weird address, but uqr.me. Uh, granted, $5 a month is kind of your entry level to manage a few. But if you have a need for it, if you're working on a project, working on some sort of event, and you need that kind of communication level, that's, uh, that's, a, good, that's a good service to get into. If you need to just do one-off for like a very, very short amount of time, yeah, you could you could probably go find a free one online to do it. But if you really want to track and manage and be able to update that link, having a service like this is probably going to be very beneficial. So yeah, nice. Well, good. Yeah, that's a good start. It's a good start. Useful can be useful for uh, you know the right person. Um, well, and I have to I have to go ahead and apologize. I just sent you a link, Alan, in our little chat because. Um, <laughs> I'm actually on a new computer and not until you click to share the screen does it say that Chrome does not have the permissions to record the screen, which is needed. So uh, so my first one is just by a link anyway, so I can talk through it. Uh, I figure you can pull that link up for me. Sure. Um, right up okay, you. so uh, this one, I have to say, there, this, is a, this is a special use case uh, pick and it's one that has been incredibly beneficial for me uh, for a particular use case. And uh, and I'm hoping that maybe somebody out there might have a, a need for this as well. But uh, so let me set the stage for this. Um, I, I'm a big believer in Apple TV. I have Apple TVs and uh, uh, Apple TV boxes in two of my, uh, uh, two of my TVs here at the house, our main kind of uh, TV watching areas. Uh, but Apple TVs are fairly pricey. And um, for years, I had uh, been using some Roku devices for some other TVs, like a bedroom TV. Uh, recently, we moved to this current house. We created a little gym uh, in, a, uh, in a separate bedroom and put a TV in there as well so that when we're on the... Um, if we're on a rowing machine or we're on the uh, the bike, we can you know have something going rather than having to watch a an iPad, a smaller screen. So, take that scenario where we didn't want to go buy an Apple TV, we didn't want to spend the money for that. We had Roku's already, um, but here was the issue: is that if you can imagine being on a rowing machine or on a stationary bike, an awful lot of noise coming from that bike and from that rowing machine. Um, and in order to hear the TV, we had to turn it way up in order to be able to use that. So what I was looking for was how can I use headphones while I'm working out to be able to watch this TV? Now, again, if I had an Apple TV, 
that would have been super easy, right? But I could have connected some uh, Apple uh, uh, AirPod headphones, wireless headphones, and be able to listen to the uh, the Apple TV and not have it turned up so loud that it was bothering the rest of the house. But I didn't, and I didn't want to go buy an Apple TV. Uh, I had a Roku already. Um, and so what I ended up doing is, is upgrading the remote for that Roku. Um, and as you can see, if you're watching the video version here, this is the, uh, the Roku Voice Remote Pro, uh, which I ended up purchasing to go with the current uh, Roku device that I had in that room. And that particular remote, um, the, the reason I, I went after that is because it has the capability of plugging headphones into the remote mm. and listening to the Roku from the remote. So right. now when I go to work out and I have a, the rowing machine, I set the, the remote up in front of me on the little tray and have my headphone, my wired headphones, which I actually you know, prefer uh, while I'm working out because I don't want to sweat in my wireless mm. ones. I, I prefer to have the, uh, the wired version. And it works really well. It, uh, it automatically switches over the moment you put the headphones into the side of the remote. It switches all the sound from that Roku to come through the remote. So it wirelessly connects to the remote, sends the sound out through, um, out through the remote to your headphones. It has a volume on the side, just like, it, uh, just like a normal remote would. Um, so it became just this, I, I use it every day now, every day that I'm in the, in the gym, uh, that I'm going to do something either on the bike or on the, um, on the rowing machine, rather than having to turn the TV way up and bother the rest of the house, I can plug in and, uh, and listen straight from the remote. Now it, it, there is an issue obviously wired that there's an issue with that. If you're working out a lot, you may, you may prefer to have wireless. Um, but, uh, this was kind of an easier, quicker, uh, solution. All right, Alan. Question. Just, just to make sure I'm clear on how we, how, how this is being pitched to everybody. Right yes, now. yes, yes, yes. You have to have a Roku. You have to have a Roku. Yes. Okay. For the Correct. Roku Voice from uh, Remote Pro to work. Correct. But if you have a Roku, either built into your TV set or as it has to be a standalone box. So there are there are versions that this works for, and there's versions it doesn't. Um, for example, I don't think it works for some of the. Um, uh, what are they? The little, uh, the small kind of USB, uh, uh, key enter, uh, the ones that yeah. you plug in, you know, it actually has to have a processor to it. So I think it's one of the bigger Roku's, um, that you'll use, okay. but there's a wide range of those and it will work for some of the Roku TVs as well. Um, we now I will also Roku TVs, but maybe some, not. you do need to check. You need to check Alan. If you scroll down, I think it even will say, you know, which ones it doesn't. Maybe if you show a little bit more there, right? Yeah, this page is yep. Hold on. Just okay. So, and, you know, Shane, who's listening right now, mentioned that his, uh, his Roku came with a remote with headphones, and that's absolutely true. I had an old Roku. The reason I went looking for this, I had an old one that did come with headphones uh, or a headphone uh, jack on the remote. Um, and unfortunately, that one had kind of aged out on me, and, uh, and I think I had either sold it or or got rid of it. But uh, the newer Roku that I had did not come with that. Um, and this one seems to be a lot better than what I had originally gotten previously. This one's actually rechargeable. So, you know, you don't have to buy new batteries for the remote. You know, you can plug it in every, I think I've, it's been going for a few months now and still hasn't required a charge. But, um, and the other nice part about this one is it's got a voice, uh, voice input. 
of mm -hmm. Tor the remote. So because there's that Bluetooth connection that it's making, um, you can actually press the voice button just like you would on an Apple TV, yeah. speak to the Roku and say, you know, find this for me. Uh, I think it's even got the reverse function of uh, finding your remote. So if you're in the room with, you know, the Roku and you can ask, where's my remote? And it'll, it'll kind of uh, ping at you that way. But, um, so anyway, uh, this is kind of a niche, a niche pick because I know we're, we're big Apple people, Alan. And, and obviously I prefer if I had the solution to have an Apple TV using that because that's the, the system I'm using and I can use wireless headphones. Now you can also use wireless headphones. Let me say on a side with the Roku, there are ways to use wireless headphones. Um, it's just not something that I had wireless headphones that would work with it. Um, you know, I don't think Apple, uh, the AirPods are are synced up with that or can be synced up with that. I think you have to have a different version of them to to do wireless. But this was super clean, super simple. You know, it was 30 bucks and I got a better remote for what was there, got to rechargeable so I don't have to recharge the, or to replace the batteries. Yeah. And also allowed me to have really, really good sound, um, you know, without having to blow out the rest of the uh, uh, the house with the sound to keep up with uh, the yeah. workouts. Um, That's cool. The reason I got one of these originally, just as uh, Shane mentioned, uh, having with his original purchase, was for a bedroom TV. It works perfect for a bedroom TV if mm -hmm. you're someone who, you know, your spouse likes to go sleep a little earlier, but yet you want to continue to watch and have the headphones in. Um, That's nice. Yeah. So super nice. So, you know, if you're not looking to go do the level of an Apple Apple TV expense um, and you either have a Roku or even this plus a Roku, you know, is not that expensive. It's still probably 60 bucks together, yeah. right, to get a decent Roku for $30 and a nice remote that uh, allows you to to function in a lot of uh, different ways. So, so can I can I give a really interesting use case for this this product um actually a, a client i'm working with i've got to be at tomorrow morning to do some film work is a uh, a newer dentist office <laughs> and they have installed tvs up above you oh yeah yep and they have equipped every room where they will give the patient one of these roku remotes with the headphones with the headphones that's awesome so they have the headphones put the headphones in and they can control the remote looking straight up at the tv up on the ceiling love it while love the it is working on the uh, teeth and uh, yep I think that's pretty cool so then the dentist needs to just do hand signals to tell you that's to right. open and all that yeah open, i love it i love close. it or, oh, my God, we just did something bad. <laughs> That's right. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. You don't want to see this. Don't look at this. Avert your eyes. Don't look at what we're doing. Uh, Ignore the smoke coming out of your mouth. It's okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's cool. I, uh, you know, again, I'm not a Roku guy. So, yep. but yep. I love this function. And even though, I, yes, I use my AirPods when I sometimes watch my Apple TV, if I want to do it. I still, there's sometimes I just, you know, the, the wired headphones, I still am a bigger fan of. I mean, you know, these are convenient, well, yep. but something about wired headphones, just, I feel like I've, I've just got so much better sound quality and I feel like it's, there's no yep. chance of lagging or anything with bad connections at all. So I yep. love this capability. I'd love if the Apple TV remote had a headphone jack on the side too. That would be awesome. So. Yep. Yep. No, I think, uh, I think that would have been smart because... Yeah. 
you know, there is a benefit of not having to worry about charge of the uh, the headphones as well and, and all of that. So, so Alan, before you jump into your next one, yeah, can I ask you now that I want to see how you triage this? So my next pick is going to be something I'll need to share a screen from an app. Okay. So do you want to jump into yours? I'll jump out restart my browser, which it wants me to do to be able to share screens. And then by the time uh, you're done, I'll be back in. Yeah. Why don't you do that? I'll, okay. I'll talk to the audience. I'll, yeah. Uh, because honestly, I don't really need to hear what you're saying anyway. Me um, and my silky smooth podcast. <laughs> voice that I'm hearing right now, so. All right. Well, good luck and don't, don't screw it up. Don't screw it up. Right, we'll see okay. you in a second. All right. All right. Bye. So everybody, it's just the two of us now, just me and you, <laughs> the audience. Um, so let me let me tell you a little bit about another service that I'm going to recommend on my suggestions today. Um, and this is a service called Canva. Now, some people may already be fairly familiar with it. And especially if you are in any kind of work or business where you do anything with social media management or you do any kind of graphic design level, you're probably familiar with Canva as a service. But I'm here to tell you, I think there's some really interesting uses for it, even on a very personal home level as well. So Canva is a web-based, although there is an app you can download, you don't have to. It is You can do everything you need to do on a website. Canva is all about designing graphics, images, video clips, little things you can use primarily for social media. Now, you can use them for other purposes. I'll show you in a little bit some examples, but really a... Facebook banner, a Facebook post, an Instagram post, a, um, you know, all these different types of social media type posts. That's really what Canva is really good at doing is giving you the tools to generate some really nice looking graphical pieces that you can use for post. Again, if I go back to my example, like I did with the QR code, let's say you're planning an event uh, maybe you've got a family get together, a big cookout. Maybe you're doing a reunion. Maybe you're doing something else and you're going to put up a Facebook post about it or a Facebook event you're going to make, but you want to have something kind of a nice little graphic to go with it. So that's where Canva really kind of comes in and works really nice. So it is a website. There is a free version. I'll get into the kind of the tiers a little bit, but you could actually get started on a free version without having to pay anything if you wanted to. But when you come in and create a, an account and you log in, what it does is it allows you to create a design. If I were to go up and simply just say I want to create a design, it gives me some great options already. I can have a kind of a presentation slide. Let's say you're getting ready to do a slideshow somewhere or a little slide deck and you want it just a nice graphic to kind of be maybe the opening graphic of that presentation. If you want to make a little short video clip that's going to go on social media or somewhere online. If you want to make a Facebook post, you want to make an Instagram post, uh, you need a portrait level, type, a more vertical graphic, you want to create a logo, or you want to do something more as a flyer on an eight and a half by 11 sheet, you create what you're looking to do. You can go in and create a custom size of something else too, but they've already kind of given you what are the most popular items that people may need. So if I were to go and say, look, I need to do a Facebook post. I want to do a graphic on a Facebook post then it's going to take me into the editor. And what's really nice about Canva, not only is because it's easy to use, but also it comes with a library of already available to you graphics and photos and other stock, uh, stock things you can use in your post. So like right now it's already generated for me a canvas 
that it knows is good for a Facebook post. Okay, so if I'm gonna make a post on Facebook and I wanna add this image to it, this is the size it's already saying, hey, this is what you need dimensions wise. Now I can go over here on these searching and I'm given a lot of options on different elements I can use. You see graphics and lines and shapes and photos I can choose. Let me go into the photos. Let's say if there was a photo I wanted to put on this, this graphic now. I can actually go do a search and say, well, let's do a Halloween one. We're getting close to October, right, Brian? It's almost October. Close. Okay. So let me do a Halloween. And here I have now a nice running list of a lot of different photos that are all Halloween themed that I'm available to use with my account. Now, I will say this. If you're using a free account, your option on photos may be very limited. These that have like a little crown next to them with the pro logo means they are one for a higher level account. So keep in mind a free account, you're not going to have thousands of photos to play with, but you might have maybe a dozen or so. But if you get a paid license for Canva, you actually have access to a much, much larger variety of photos to use. So let's say if I really like this photo, I'm gonna go ahead and click it. And sure enough, it just added it right to my post and I can go in here and I can make it a little bigger, fill up the whole post if I want to. Now I can go over here and say, I wanna add some different elements. I wanna add some text. I've got text over on the left-hand side and it gives me some different layouts of text I can use. Oh, here's a perfect Halloween one. And I click it and I can add it and I can go in here and type it, something different. So I can go ahead and be playing around with this and I'll go up here and I've got some editing, you know, formatting options with me. This is all done within the website. So again, I'm not having to use a necessarily an external app to do this, but now I'm creating a graphic and I can add other elements like a sticker. Let's see, stickers. Brian, you know about stickers, right? I don't know about stickers. I don't, I don't have any. I mean, I know what a sticker is, Alan, but you're talking about look, digital stickers. Idea. Yes. Look, I have no idea why I would put a turkey on my happy Halloween image, but I'm going to do that right oh, now. Oh, but let's do it. Yeah. So now there's my turkey. And you see it's like a little animated GIF too, which is kind of cool. So if I were to publish this in a way that allows animated images, it's gonna create an animated image I can use up in Facebook. So if that's what I want as a graphic, let's say I'm having a Halloween party and I'm serving turkey, whatever, okay? Then that becomes my graphic. That is now what I want my Facebook post to be. It's giving me all these tools, all these graphics, all these things I can use. I can bring in my own images so I'm not locked in with just what they provide. I can actually go in and import my own images in and use those as well. I would do that in the uploads category here. Like here's an image I'd already put up here before. Granted, it has nothing to do at all with what we're talking about. So I'm gonna put it right there. And I can actually right click on it and say I wanna send it to the back. And now that's my image, okay? So I can design all of this. I can save it, I can create it, and keep it in my library, but when I'm ready to actually use it, I go to my share button up in the top right. And now it lets me say, okay, well, how do I wanna share this? I can share it on social. If you've got it linked up with your Facebook account, which it walks you through doing that, it'll automatically post it on your Facebook page for you as a nice graphic. Or I can do it on Instagram, Pinterest, TikTok, anywhere I wanna go. Or I can go back to that share button and say, I just wanna download it as a graphic. And it says, okay, do you wanna do it as a video because it's got some animation in it? Or do you wanna do it as a JPEG, as a static image? 
What do you want? Just the idea of being able to really simply, easily create kind of a nice, attractive looking graphic for a post of some sort, I think is super easy. Because I think a lot of people right now, they think about putting something on their social media and it's like, well, either it's got to be a photograph I took or that's on my computer, or I've got to get somebody to go design something pretty, uh, you know, using some higher end graphic tools to do it. And the answer is no, you could actually use a very sim simple service like this and create some interesting graphics for your own, uh, your own event and then have it post it right up to your social media channels very easily. Um, let me go back to another template here. Here's a great one. So this is like for a music event. And that, again, that's already generated for you. So I can actually go in here and change the text. If I wanted to, I can put any of my own text into it. I can add other elements to it and just have a lot of fun with it. Nice. There's other, um, let me go back to the templates. I'm trying to see what I've got. If I wanted to look at video, there were some video elements in here somewhere. I'm not remembering the video is now, but yeah, some even some video clips that are like included with the, the service as well. You can drop right in. It's just, it's a lot of fun to play with. You can kind of get a little creative. Yes. If you're a graphic designer, are you going to feel a little restricted with it? Sure. sure. Yeah, you yeah. want to go out and do your own custom thing. Somebody who's not a natural graphic designer, but wants some really attractive graphics to put up on social media for any reason at all, or on a flyer or on a, Anything else you're generating for personal purposes, this is this is a really easy yeah, that's that. super cool. Yeah, yeah. So that is Canva. Um, if I were to go and look, I think as far as pricing goes, I'm trying to remember what the deal was with that. Uh, it is free to get started, but you are limited in what photos and tools you have available to you within the platform. If you start to get into, I think it's like in the nine to ten dollar a month range. But that gives you full access to like all their stock photos and video clips you can use in your own graphics. You have unlimited library. You can create a graphics. If you create one and you want to come back later and do a version, another version of it, you can save it in your library and just reopen it as a new version and just make a slight modification and you're ready to post it up. And is that a pro? Is that a pro version? Or is that a pro feature, the the saving, or does it keep a... No, saving, you can save in a free version. Okay, yeah. okay. You can have some saving. Okay, here's the videos I was going to show. So, like, if I want to go and create a video, there are video clip, stock video clips already built in. So, if I go in here and add the one, you can see there's... It's like, if I wanted to watch it, I can actually hit the play button, and it's showing me the little video. Hmm. It's done, right? So I can go in here and say, well, I want to change this and I'm going to make this to Brian. Um, let's see. I can go down on sides a little bit. Yep, to Brian. My, hmm, this is tough. Hmm. What do I do here? My, I mean, is, am I, my adequate, am I not your favorite brother? Come on. Mm, I mean, sometimes. My adequate brother. <laughs> so there we go. That's 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 probably better than I had expected. So, so, so now yeah. if I say, okay, I got it. I'm going to preview this. There it is. To find my adequate brother. <laughs> Cheers. And uh, 
So again, if I wanted to actually download this video and have this one be one I could load up on Facebook or whatever, I can actually download it or I can go ahead and say, yeah, just go ahead and post it on my Facebook page as a little, as a little video that plays in my post. <laughs> and um, you can get a lot more elaborate with it than what I'm showing you, but I think this is kind of out of the box what most people will use this for. Um, it's just a great little simple tool, Canva. A lot of people are using it. It's very popular right now, so you'll probably run into other people who are using it as well. But I do recommend if you're designing anything on a personal basis and you're, you, know, you don't have the knowledge or skills to do it on a higher level or, or you don't want to hire a graphic designer to do it, just needing some nice posts to put up on Facebook or Instagram or somewhere, this is a, just a great service for doing that. So that yeah. is can, canva.com is the, uh, the name of the site. Very cool. Yeah. Ryan, have you ever used that before? No, I haven't I haven't used Canva. Um, now I did start using and briefly after you shared it, um, one of the other bits that you've had a while back that was similar where it was maybe a online Photoshop sort of oh, uh, program. Photopia. Photopia. Yeah, yeah, I was using that for a bit, which was great. And this seems very similar. Like you can go and yes. be able to use uh, features that normally you have to spend quite a bit of money to have the program to do. Yeah. So I think it's great. Yeah, yeah, very so nice. It's just a fun way to make your social media post and content a little more dynamic and interesting as well. So, yeah. Cool. All right. Okay, man. Well, I think you're two for two in terms of usability. That's uh, those are those are pretty effective. Um, I thought so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, a, uh, well, so so far you've you've been kind of business oriented uh, yeah. with both of yours, Alan, and so I thought I would bring one that's that's a little business oriented as well. Um, so if you want to go ahead and share my share my screen there, I uh, I'm going to recommend a a time tracking app called mm. Time Time Three, and uh, so this is kind of the third version of this uh, of this app. Um, and I, I need to be totally upfront with you and that I've been using it for about 24 hours, maybe 36. Mm -hmm. um, to, to test it out. And, and let me set the stage for you for, for anyone who is uh, seems to be pulled in a number of different directions uh, and consulting work, things like that, in which you need to keep track of the time in which you are um, focusing on those, uh, those different tasks. I've started to do more kind of independent consulting work and realizing that it's kind of hard to recognize truly how much time you're spending on each of those tasks. So, so I went looking for a, a time tracking app, something that I could very easily kind of set up some categories and say, all right, you know, play, right? I am starting this task now, and then I'm switching later to a different task. So this is T-Y-M-E. Um, there are a number of these out there, by the way, if you just go on some of the app stores and look for time trackers, uh, there's a number of very simple ones, which you know, might just be counters that go in your um, uh, your menu bar, and they're just telling you, "Hey, we're keeping track until you tell us to stop." Uh, this one's a little bit uh, this one's a little bit cleaner. Uh, there's some more features. You'll notice just from the uh, uh, the screen there that this is something that has a Mac app, it has uh, an iOS app, and it also has a watch app. Um, so each of those will allow you to start and stop time that you're working on something. So, uh, and I thought that was pretty helpful because I didn't want to be kind of locked in my computer. Let's say I was doing some, some actual research, you know, hard, hard copy research things. And it wasn't the computer that was actually doing it, but I wanted to quickly look at my watch and say, all right, stop. 
I'm taking lunch, um, something like that. So I've started using this and Alan, I'm gonna switch my screen here in just a second because I'm gonna show some of this in action. Um, mm -hmm. let, me, let me do this. I'm actually gonna show um, my entire second screen here. While you're, while you're doing that, I do want to yep. follow up on a comment made about my last pick. Um, we had a comment asking if it could be used, if, if the Canva app could be used for like YouTube thumbnails, like, you know, the images you put on your YouTube video, that's like your thumbnail default image. Yeah, it's absolutely perfect for that. Actually, we use that probably the number one way we use Canva in our own office is for thumbnails on videos. So it already has a kind of a YouTube, you know, 16 by nine ratio template already set up. You can go in and drag in your own images from your, your show or video or podcast, whatever you may have, and any text and graphic background, and boom, nice. you're off and going. So yes, absolutely perfect use for it. Highly recommend if you do anything on YouTube video-wise and you want some nice thumbnails instead of just letting YouTube pick a random frame from your video to be your thumbnail, this is the uh, Canva is the app to use that. So great, great on that. All right, cool. Brad, sorry. Feedback. Yep. Yep. Go ahead. Jump. Yeah. Jump me in there. Okay. So just FYI for those watching, I am showing um, kind of a second screen here on my computer. Um, but the, the window on the left is a, um, a visual of my phone. All right, so that I can show the phone app uh, for uh, comparison here. So um, as you'll see on the, the phone app here, um, what time allows you to do is to create projects. And in those projects, you can have different tasks within the projects. Um, so for example, you know, if I were to click on technology here and maybe I had home consulting as one of my tasks that I would be doing within the technology realm, I could go and say, you know what, just start that, right? I'm doing that now, so start it. I can do that from my watch. I can do that from my um, from my computer or from my phone. And then it'll start to keep track. I could have various tasks within there um, and uh, start, stop, and then it's keeping track of what's going on. Uh, I'm gonna show really quickly, if you'll notice now on my, my desktop, I have in the menu bar, which is another thing I really like. It does have a a running time in your menu bar. So if I were to go up and drop down and say, okay, this this task that I have under one of my projects is preparation. Um, so if I just wanna click start, I'm now in recording time for uh, that particular task, right? So it's running in the background. You can set up a, a keystroke, which I haven't done yet, You know, set up a keystroke that says yeah, start, stop, uh, make it super easy. Um, if I open up the, the actual app itself, so you'll notice when I click back on it, it shows that I'm still running on this and I can click stop on that particular task. I can, you know, turn back the start time. You know, if I ended up having a, a need to change that, maybe I actually started 30 minutes ago, but I forgot to start it. So I could go back and make that pretty simple. Um, if I show the the screen, you'll notice this looks very similar to what's on my my phone. It's got the different categories. Each category has a way for you to start and stop what's going on. And as that continues to count up by minutes, you know you can stop it. It'll go and and log that for you. Um, it provides some statistics, so I can go back and actually look earlier in the week to see what my time, you know, how it was divided. 
Um, you know, you can even look at it visually to see, you know, how much time each day I was spending on each of my tasks. Of course, as I said, I only have only tried this once uh, in a day that I was doing one task. Um, there is a way of having teams on this. So you can actually have a team account where multiple people could be logging into the same project and uh, putting in their hours. Um, so you you have a username and password for the, the team. And then you could go and say that, hey, I'm working on this. Someone else is working on it as well. We're logging both of those hours together, which is, which is kind of slick. Um, me, I just need it for myself to know that I could very easily say I'm switching from this to this. I'm going from this to this. Um, and so far, so good. Now, let's say it's a little quirky to set up. Initially, you have to kind of get the lingo with all of these. I tried a few of them. You have to recognize what does it mean by project, category, task? You know, what's the wording it's using? And, yeah. you know, what's the company? What's the task? What's the project? That sort of thing. So, um, but if it is something where you just need things that are going with this one, you know, company or this one, um, you know, uh, area of your work, you could set up the the category, make a general task of work for that one, and then just say start. Um, mm -hmm. So this, you know, it's pretty helpful. Uh, the other thing I really like, Alan, is if, so if I click here and show that, you know, yesterday I had a, you know, about seven hours working on, you know, a grant that I was doing. But if I, again, forgot to start it, I can always go in here and edit it as well. So it allows me to edit when when I started that, when it ended. Um, you can even uh, invoice from this, which I think is really nice. So let's say that I charge a different rate for each one of my consulting tasks. I can go ahead and put in there that says, hey, anytime I start this, it's at this rate. And then later on, it allows you to kind of sync in with some invoicing, um, invoicing software and say, all right, export this as an invoice for this month and hmm. it automatically puts in your your rate and then of course you can you know tweak that as need be so um so that i like right it could even be something i manually put it in and say hey by the way at the end of the week i forgot to run this thing but here's all my days i did that so at least it's all under the same under the same system so uh so far it's worked pretty well yeah brian so is this is this one of the the time tracking apps that tries to watch what you do in track time, or is this truly okay. based on input? Like, I'm going to start and stop my time or input it in. Okay, yeah, good good question. Yes and no. Uh, so this is one that the way I'm using it right now is strictly just input. You yeah. tell it you're starting and you're stopping. Sure. Um, now, the cool part is, and this is where I'm going to dig into this more, one of the reasons that this is the, one of the more expensive apps that I found, I think it's maybe $30 for the year or something like, you know, I can't remember if it's three or four dollars a month or something. I'll have to look that up. But um, but I'm doing a free month trial on it, um, and then it will go to a yearly if I if I choose to keep it. But right. um, it does have some features which are kind of nice that I'm excited to try out. For example, um, you can set up reminders that says you know when this happens, can you send me a put up a, a you know an alert that says do you want to start tracking. Right. That kind of reminds you when you sit at your computer and wake up in the morning, you know, that it'll be there to say, oh, yep, you're right. I'm working on this and yep. kind of remind you to do that. Um, it also has some geofencing capabilities with your phone. So I tried this yesterday. It actually worked really well. I was at an office and then I put in and said, you know, when I leave this office and when I leave this location, stop my work time. 
And I put that in and sure enough, that's why that time shows like, you know, 21 minutes, something very odd is that right. when I, when I left it automatically shut it off and said, all right, that time stopped. Um, you can also get it to do the same thing when you get there, right? When I arrive, start my time. When I leave that location, stop my time mm-hmm. so that you can kind of get a general idea. Even if you're not submitting these hours, it may be something, for example, your, you know, my wife is, uh, works at a school and sometimes she's like, gosh, I feel like I'm there a lot more than I need to be or that I'm, you know, doing some extra time. It'd be nice just to have something automatically recording when she's at school. And just so afterwards, she can look and say, you know, do I need to submit for extra time or at least do I need to make a note that I've been there longer than I should be? So so I think there's some really cool setups there. Um, Alan, I'll show you really, really quickly just some of the, um, oh, where's the preferences? Just so you can see some of the things. There are shortcuts, which I haven't tried yet either, but shortcuts, not, not just for me putting a shortcut in, but... Alan, built-in shortcuts that you already have through iOS or something. For example, you know, go get my morning news and all of that. You can actually trigger it so that when you start something, when you start a project, it runs one of your shortcuts. So it's like running automation after you start something. So if I say start this, and maybe my automation is to, you know, switch over to certain focus mode on my computer and, you know, uh, change my desktop to this or whatever. You could have some automations or shortcuts that happen when you right. start your time. Um, well, that's so I think that's kind of nice. Yeah. Um, there's a number of plugins and that's where I wanted to just quickly mention, I haven't tried these yet, but you can get invoice plugins so that I can export to some invoice software. Um, the other one of the other tools that I was trying, and by the way, people want a cheaper version uh, of this. That toggle T O G G L is another one I'm trying out right now. It's not nearly as full featured, um, but I think I'm using it for free. I can't remember if if that or I paid just a couple bucks for it initially. Um, but if you're using toggle, it looks like you can also import into this if you've been using it for a while and want to carry those hours over. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of lot of things. iCloud backup. Um, you can set up your working hours to say, listen, I I need to work 40 hours this week. So when you, when I log hours, I want you to actually show it to me as how many of my hours I have left, or how many you know how many overtime hours did I work, that sort of thing. So you can kind of dial it in to work for your own yeah. uh, specific situation. I'm going to be using it pretty simply, um, but it is going to be nice to at least know how much time I'm spent on things. So a couple things on this. A, it's, it's a really sharp, simple, I love the interface and just how clean yep. it is and simple to work with. Uh, and I like all the connectivity and the scripting and the, and, the, and the shortcuts that go along with it. You know, I've tried out some time tracking apps and some of them tout now that, you know, you install them and you set them running. They run in the background while you're doing work and it's watching what you're doing and saying, okay, well, if he's opening up these files, I know that belongs to this project. I'm going to track it this time. If he's going to this website, I'm going to track it here. And I've tried those. I've really tried. And yeah. I don't know if it's just different working habits or not, but I'm not someone who can, I'm not someone when I work that I have one program up right. and every right. file is in that program. I've typically got you know three monitors of stuff happening and some things are happening simultaneously. So that automatic time tracking apps have just never worked for me. I've never yep. gotten any value yep. from them. The uh, flip side, though, is that I am not very good at remembering. At, that you're switching from one thing to the other. 
yet yep. to remember yep. to log time at all. Yeah, we've tried this in our office, and it has been a challenge to get me primarily. I'm I'm the biggest culprit of it to not time track using an app. So I'm always looking for that happy medium where it's like, yes, it will prompt me and it will watch me and try to help me track my time without trying to guess what I'm doing based on what browser I've got open or what file I'm opening up. Yeah. Um, yep. So I'm intrigued by time tracking. I've just yet to find one that works that I yeah. can accommodate with. So, Well, it's got to be, a, and it's going to be for me, it's going to have to be a change in behavior, right? I mean, it's got to be something where I, I'm going to have to cue myself to say I'm switching over to this. Um, but I think the benefits kind of outweigh the the downsides there, right? It, it's a change in behavior for me, but it also allows me then to go, oh, when I'm going to invoice somebody, I actually don't have to go back and re recreate things in my head and rethink about it. Um, plus I think it forces me probably to be a little bit more, um, you know, uh, uh, singular in my, in my work rather than splitting my time at one point to go, Oh, well I'm doing this. Oh, and I'm also doing this and I'm also doing this. And I know that that's hard to do sometimes, but if they're going to be billed separately, of course, that's an important thing to do. But if it's just a matter of you noticing how much you're working or how much certain things are happening, then I think, you know, I think you can set it up to say, you know, I want to know how much time I'm in the office. That's pretty easy. It can be automatically happening. Or you could say, how much time is my computer open? You know, you can set this to stop recording when you've you know been idle on your computer for a certain time if you're only a computer person so you could have it automatically stop and then restart again whenever you start using your computer until you tell it to stop so i think you know depending on someone's workflow and what they're trying to accomplish you know me i'm just trying to to make sure that i know that when i'm logging time for one particular company that it it is more exact and that I can kind of check in and say I'm there. Um, well, so that's kind of the two reasons you would use a time tracking app. One is what you just described. I actually need to pass this information on to customers, clients, other yeah. people about the hours I put in and I'm billing them for, or you're just wanting to get an assessment on during the course of a work week or a work month. Where's my time going? You know, right. am I shocked right. that, working on these kind of projects or these kind of deals take so much more of my time than others do. And granted, you can probably guess at that just by thinking about your time over a month, but you're not going to be exact. You're not going to be right. very, very, very finite with it. Where if you can be very consistent with your use on a time tracking act, then you've got some great information at the end of a week or month for sure. Um, I can see it causing somebody to be more focused in their work. If I know I'm being tracked on my time and I'm working on project A, then I'm not going to, in the middle of working on project A, pull up some windows on project C and start middling with those. Yep. If I know yep. I'm being tracked on my time, I'm going to be a little more cognizant of, now I'm going to keep working on project A. And when I'm done, I will click the button to stop project A. Yep. And then I'll go hop over and work on project B. So, uh, I mean, this, of course, is not anything new for lawyers, for example. My wife was a legal assistant. She knew, she's like, oh, we used to use this this kind of software back in the day. I would have to just say, yep, working on this. Now I'm switching to this because, of course, you're billing everyone by minutes as opposed to or a quarter of an hour as opposed to an hour. Um, but, you know, I think that 
when there's, you know, for example, I have a, a grant that's government funded, they want to know specifically, <laughs> they want to know to be able to know what you are doing and when you're doing and how these, how many of these, these times, of course, I can go and probably uh, document that afterwards. But I think it's going to look a little cleaner if I can say, it, here's the minutes as opposed to, oh, yeah, generally, I did this number of hours, you know, if I can start to say, okay, I felt like I really did accomplish that because I was in this location doing this work. Um, so anyway, uh, looking for a way to do that, that is pretty slick. I love the idea of being able to start and stop on my watch, you know, so that I could quickly do that without having to, you know, open my computer back up and make things happen. So, uh, um, yeah, we'll see, we'll see if it, it, after a month, we'll see if it's worth me purchasing it or whether I go with a simpler one. This one I think is really good for people that have a lot of different creative uses. Um, so, so that's time three, T-Y-M-E three. And if you go on the app store with iOS and, or I think even Mac and look for time, it will show you one that you can download and then it'll say, oh, sorry, time three is the one you should be doing now. And so it actually, they haven't taken away the old one even though they want you to use the newer version. Um, so time the, three is the latest one. But the app, the newer version of the app is available on the app store as well. It is. Yes, okay. it is. Or you yep. can go to the website time. That's T Y M E dash app.com. Correct. To learn about that way too. Yeah. That's yep. intriguing, Brian. I'm so tempted to get, try to get back into that time tracking. It's just going to be, I know it's going to be a pain for, several days, but yep. Yep. I know if I well, get myself in the habit, I'll probably feel so much better about it. Let me tell you one more real quick thing I forgot to mention that I'm super excited to try out and I, I just haven't quite figured out the logistics of how I want to set it up yet. But this, as well as the other one that I mentioned, um, the toggle, uh, app, mm -hmm. they both allow you to connect to a calendar. So like a G, uh, a Google calendar or a, um, uh, an outlet calendar. And they allow you to do, I think, with a couple of creative ways. One is that, you know, whenever you log time, it could show up on your calendar. So you could look back at a calendar view and see that it was done. But the other is I think it allows you to import times from a calendar. So you could say, connect me to this calendar. And when I, you know, create on my calendar that I'm working, go ahead and put that into my log as well, because then that's going to help with my invoicing, right? So maybe you don't even have it doing a lot of, you know, time by time tracking, but it allows you to take calendar events, I think, and then suck back in, make invoices from it. You know, so you've gone in and shown, yeah, I'm going to work for the next four hours on this and it's on my calendar or I'm going to go do this. And then it's going to be able to, to plug those back in. All of those can be deleted. All those can be edited. Um, so this is really not like a you know, audit, an audited, audible version where someone's yeah. going to come in and go, Ooh, let's see if you really did that because you can edit everything. But this is just your way of invoicing your time or uh, tracking your time. So, yeah. I, I, I like our listeners is very curious to see how this will work for you. So yep. I think this will be a yep. follow up in about a month to say, I will. Yeah. I'll, I'll come back. Consistently used? Did you find any value to it or was it becoming more cumbersome after a while than you expected? So. Yeah. And it may not be the thing from my use case, but I can certainly see for certain use cases, people sure. could really get a lot of use out of it. A little effective. Yeah. Yep. I need to jump back in that game sometime, that time tracking game. I just, uh, I don't know. Every time I've tried to get into it and start using it, I find myself getting more frustrated and the minute, and it's one of those, if you don't do it consistently, 
you kind of lose the value of doing it in the first place. So right. Be very, right. Very mindful about it each time you, you do it. So yeah, that's good though. I like the app though. It looks great. Nice and clean. Yeah. It's pretty slick. So, yeah. Yep. That's great. Good. All right. So it's time dat dash app.com or look up time on the, on the app store. T Y M E is the way you spell that time. So. Right. Okay. Well, look, we went definitely a little more on the productivity route this, this week, which I think is good. I mean, yeah, it's fine. Um, you know, except for the Roku remote that uh, three of the four were like productivity and Roku is just a great efficiency and kind of, uh, uh improving something in your household for sure. Well, none of them, none of them are telling us when McDonald's, you know, has their, uh, soft serve machine down or not. So, I mean, we can't, you know, we can't ask for everything. So I'd like to have four or five different apps on my phone that all do the same thing, just <laughs> using different points of data. So I can make sure I'm covered in every decision. I well, different. I mean, one's got to do a frosty machine for the Wendy's. Oh, one's got to do it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I actually, mm. you know, I did use that McBroken the other day. <laughs> I did. I was, did you really? I was, I was driving somewhere. And I thought to myself, you know what? McDonald's ice cream sundae sounds really, really good right now. I you know, splurged a little bit. But I'm like, oh, man, but there's a long line at this McDonald's. And I'm like, I don't want to go get in the line, the drive-thru, if the, if, the, if the machine's not going to be working. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I have a website that will tell me. And I looked it up. I'm like, it says it's operational, so I'm staying in line. And it, it paid off because I got my sundae. I'm good. Wow. Oh. Well, bravo, bravo, bravo for showing use. Practical purposes, practical things is what we're trying to help everybody on the show today. So we gave them services to track their time. We gave them services to create, design things for their own needs. We we gave them opportunity to create a QR code, as exciting as that is. Everybody loves QR codes. (laughs) Even a remote with a headphone jack on it. I mean, we got you to listen great. to your TV without bothering other people. Great I mean, it's yeah, this is I good. Love all this. Yep. this is good. Yep, um, good stuff. So that is our brothers in tech suggestions. We gave four items from you for you there. We will need to do a follow up on a couple of these items and be kind of kind of curious to see in the next couple of months if we're still using them. If we yeah. feel like there's been any change at all. So I think Brian on our brothers in tech suggestions episode, we also like should carve out just a couple of minutes to do any retractions or updates or (laughs) uh, like, wow, resending a recommendation if we felt we had to, you know. Yep. It's like a little follow-up. I'd be good with that. Also, I think it'd be nice to add in some tips. There's a couple of tips that I'm starting to to come across with, you know, new computer setup and new, you know, some of the other things that I think, um, you know, maybe part of our – contributions will be little uh, little tips and tricks not necessarily products but um we've got a few of those coming so maybe we'll start putting those on the website in the future or uh through the uh the social media so sounds right. good um great well i think that's all for today so we're going to go ahead yep. and wrap it up then so brian if anybody wants to ask questions about any of the tips or tri- or uh, recommendations or maybe they have some other ones that are comparable picks to what we gave or competitors that they feel like are better we'd love to hear from them but yeah how, how can they get a hold of us send us an email send us an email at uh info at the mesh.tv and uh, as alan said let us know uh, we are still loving to hear some ideas for future uh, episodes um we're going to be uh 
trying to to branch out some of those uh, rather than uh, going back and uh, and just redoing some of our old ones. We've been doing this quite a while, but we'd love to have some new ideas and uh, and also new products that you'd like us to uh, to recommend. You can also go to our website at www.brothers-in-tech.com and we will uh, continue to put our uh, latest episodes up there for uh, for download or for listening. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll continue to put some uh, some helpful tips up there down the road. So, all right. Good. Now, I, I, just because we started this a few weeks ago and I'm kind of having fun with it. Uh, actually, no, it's actually more depressing. But <laughs> gonna do it. So... Um, we, we we started putting out because I, I have a I have a sinking feeling that none of my immediate family members, and by that I mean wife and my three sons, are listening to this show. Um, and that's fine. Now I did have one son who chimed into a show a couple a few weeks ago, but he didn't obviously stay to the end because he did not hear the instructions of what we do at the end of the show. But this has been our little checking checking uh, to see who's actually listening to the end. Yeah, I've gotten notices from people who have listened to the end that are not right. family members. Great. Thank you. We appreciate you listening. But I'm really looking for one of those four family members of mine to like chime in on this. So we put out a word that is like a word that we're just going to say, all you have to do is say this word, and that is validation to us that you listen to the end of this episode. Okay. Previous words, as a reminder, we've had high school musical. Did I get that from any of my family members? Um, mimeograph. Nothing there is. Yep. De- Devil cat. That was my reference to the cat that has adopted us in our house. Okay. No, no, plenty of mentions from other people, but not anybody in my family. Yeah. Okay. So I got to throw out a new one. Just putting a new one out there just to see. So the word for this episode, the secret word is, oh, wait a minute. Why is it not letting me do it? Here it is. The word is velvet, like my voice. Ooh, uh, yeah. Velvet. Velvet, velvet voice. Like Brian described, Alan. my velvety voice with my microphone. So uh, if you are a member of my family, look, even if you're not, you can still send this word in just to validate. That's great. Let us know you're yeah. listening. Send it to the info at the mesh.tv. Uh, but it definitely, if you are a member of my immediate family, meaning I helped raise you or I have been married to you for over 20 years, <laughs> one of those two, if, you, if that belong, if you belong in that category, you need to let me know the word velvet. You know what, Alan? I think I, I'm wondering, your, your, your family members are pretty smart. So even if they were listening right now. Which is very doubtful. But even if they were listening right now, um, you gotta, you're going to have to put some skin in the game, right? You're going to have to actually say, "Listen, there's additional allowance for someone that that oh, does this," or you know, so "There's going to be something." So wait a minute. So you think my children may be listening to the show, but they get to the end of the episode and be like. Yeah, but what's in it for what's me? What's in it for me? Why, well, I mean, what, I, what, what? Why should I tell my dad this? I mean, one I don't. Word? <laughs> I don't know. It's like, what do you want to be? Just you know, seem to be verbally given the praise, or do you actually want to be the one that stays in the will? Right? I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Like, we need to step up the game I, here I to just, say, you know, we're we're doing points, points for future, you know, inclusion in the will. And um, see, I I plan to drop all of this out kind of as a bearing my soul uh, at Thanksgiving. That's kind of my deal. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to say, okay, guys, listen. Here's the deal. <laughs> I've been doing this show for, at this point, I think, three years? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
in the last several months, I have been dropping cues at the end of the episode, waiting for somebody to chime in and say they listened to it. And I've not heard a peep from any of you. So uh, I don't want to have to be tempting them with, hey, look, if you listen to my episode, <laughs> if you listen to my podcast, I'll raise your allowance or something. I'm not going to do that. No, what you do, what you do is if they respond to you, then you let them know where, I don't know, you know, you, you put $10 in the house, stored it somewhere and you'll let them know. (laughs) And the first one that responds with velvet gets a little text message from, you know, from you that says, look behind the couch. Right. I I think that to do with this. Yeah. But the word is velvet. If you're listening to this episode and you are a member of my immediate family, if I raised you, if I taught you how to ride a bike, if I'm paying for your school, (laughs) if I belong to that category, or if I've married, been married to you for over 20 years, I need you to respond to me in person or email or text. I don't care what format. Just give me the word. Let me know you listened. We'll be good. What would you do if like, like you woke up in the middle of the night and the devil cat had written velvet and blood on your, you know, on your floor or something like that? Cause it seems like that's something that cat might do. I right? wouldn't be surprised. First of all. <laughs> um, that would not shock me at all. Um, <laughs> actually, oh. I kind of wake up automatically every night, assuming something horrific has happened with that, that cat. Assuming it's know. sitting on your, sitting on your chest, sucking all the life out of you. Yeah. Yeah. And this cat is in the house all the time now. Cause this cat refuses to go outside. If it's the slightest bit chilly. <laughs> so, Good luck like, with that. The start of it, winter. Yeah. It goes to the door when I open the door to let it out. It just kind of looks outside and it's like, Nope. And then it walks back in. So, I'm good. Yeah. Not going to do it. So she is inside a lot more than I'd like for her to be right now. But. Well, the, the bad part about us starting this, Alan, is that, you know, we are really just going to exemplify how much, how little your family really cares about what's going on here. So let's keep it rolling. You know, I like uh, I like our listeners' idea of uh, please record that encounter at Thanksgiving so that we can all experience the, uh, the mic drop you give them. So yeah. that would be fantastic. Yep. yep. All right, man. That. that was fun. All right. Well, listen. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Remember, the secret word is velvet. Uh, This has been Brothers of Tech Suggestions episode. Uh, We will be back next week with another episode on another topic. we got some other topics and ideas to discuss with you guys about home, family, personal technology, and whatnot. So I am Alan Jackson. That is Brian Jackson over there to my right. Thanks so much for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. I gotta remember to do this. Yeah, God, man. Maybe, I know you maybe I ought to take too. over I watched, again. I watched the end of last week's episode. You I did not. I did not forget. Well, I mean, you paused. It just took me a second. It took a few seconds. Yeah. yeah. All right. See ya. You've been listening to The Mesh an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.